climbers, you've heard us say that 95% of your blood, sweat, tears, and creative energy needs to be spent on marketing and on promotion if you want to reach a bigger audience and make a living as an artist. But what's the difference between marketing and promotion? Because there is one. That's what we're going to talk about today. All right. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's the name. C-L-I-M-B. See what happened there? Creating leverage in the music business. That's brilliant. What you're going to need. It's the only way to do it these days. Trust me on that. I know. Too many artists with deals that just aren't making it happen. There's just way more money to be made. There's way more love and way more of the pie to go around if you do it in a different way, which is to do it yourself and you don't need anybody's permission. So I we call it The Climb. That's a backstory from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent. Baxter Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. And what I love about Randy, uh, Randy, <laughs> many things we love about Randy. I don't know Randy Travis. What I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like I'm. St- I'm a little banged up. <laughs> he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, when you get those two things tightened up, he can introduce you to the pros and give you the opportunity to create relationships with the pros, and that's the most valuable thing. If you're ducks in a row, as my mom would say, Mm -hmm. then that's the next step. So you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. Marketing and promotion, bro. Yeah, bro. There's a difference, bro. (laughs) There's a difference. And I assume the difference matters. Yeah, and you know what the main difference is in the music world is artists like the world promotion they don't like the word marketing (laughs) (laughs) yeah artists think promotion is cool and they think marketing is bad that's salesman stuff that's used car (laughs) sales guy that's icky that's yucky yeah but there is a difference and that's what we're going to talk about today but before we get to that let's handle some business let's get right to it Mm -hmm. join the climb community on facebook if you have not already it's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community super easy to find you have to ask to be let in we let everybody in so don't worry but there is a little bit of a velvet rope there we want to make sure that i I try to filter out the spammers Mm -hmm. as much as i can before i just don't just approve all yeah i'll kind of go in and be like "Ah," if i check out the feed and it's clear that this person just set up their facebook page or whatever yeah this may be one out of a hundred of these may be real right right (laughs) where they literally just came on with Facebook in 2022. (laughs) They've listened to us talk about the Facebook group for 356 episodes. They're like, I'm finally going to join just so I can get in the client community. I'm going to get on Facebook today and join the client community. Sorry. Yeah. Hit us back and leave a comment. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, if you're legit, yeah, you can email me at info. Please let me in. I swear I'm not spam because that's how all the hookers look on Facebook. That's how all the the spammers look on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has that brand new account that just got started or whatever. Yeah. So I just I try to filter them out. That's the only reason we make you ask. Okay. Yeah. But listen, we want to hear from you. We want to hear about your gigs. We want to hear yeah. about your wins. We want to hear about your new music that you just released. And there is a post every single week that you can put these in on a comment so we keep them organized. And trust me, this is where you're going to get the love. Where you're not going to get the love promoting yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Promoting. Yeah, self-promotion. Is on the feed. The feed is for everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we encourage you to add to the feed. But just make it for everybody. It shouldn't be about you, right? It's, it's going to be about everybody. So if it's some news article, if it's some amazing thing that you just heard happen, if it's a joke, it's funny stuff. Mm -hmm. Like and anything entertaining is cool. I, I do that kind of stuff all the time. If I see a cool reel, I just mm -hmm. put it in there. I think it'll make people laugh. I'll put it in there just to add some content. But mm -hmm. we got places like Wednesday Wins, right? New Heights, we call New it Wednesday Heights. Wins. Yeah. What do we got going on there, Brian? So actually, this one has not, I don't think, even had time to hit the New Heights today. I got an email from American Songwriter today. Our friends over at American Songwriter Magazine. Really? announcing the winners of the January-February 2023 Lyric Contest. Ooh, well, let's click on that. The official winners have been announced. Congrats to all the winners and honorable mentions. First place goes to Tracy Richardson for her song, Woman in Black. Read her story, all the winning lyrics, and more below. So, that's right, Tracy Richardson of The Request, Climber, Songwriting Pro it, member. I, I thought you were going to say The Request like she won for that. I'm like, no freaking <laughs> way! Like, because then I was going to take all that credit <laughs> or part of it, my damn self. But <laughs> so we are proud of you, Tracy. First place in the lyric contest. Yeah. And so we're proud of you. So definitely keep on climbing. So that just came out this morning. Hadn't even had time to hit the Facebook page yet, I don't think. So. Oh my God. Well, she better hit the Facebook page. Hey, man, speaking of songwriting of American Songwriter Magazine. Uh -huh. So our connection there was a friend of mine, Zach Litwack, right? His company. Uh -huh was the one that bought American Songwriter Magazine and sort of mm -hmm. shepherded them onto digital, right? Because they were a flailing publication, printed publication, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're thriving again because of his leadership and everything he did. Well, I've got corporate clients that we do marketing and promotion for, mm -hmm. there's that word again. And we do lots of content shoots. And I also know Zach's father, Norm, okay? And they okay. have a house in Germantown okay. that they come and stay in pretty often, but it's mostly an Airbnb, right? It's like one of those, what do they call them? The shotgun homes that are like mm. really thin, but really long Yeah, and three floors tall. And so I was shoot, literally shooting in there the last two days, Monday and Tuesday. And I go to the bathroom and they let us use this, their Airbnb as a location to shoot, right? Some nice. corporate stuff. Yeah. So I go to the bathroom and Zach dude has these like huge art pieces Mm -hmm. that are artistic, I guess, paintings of American Songwriter magazine covers. Oh, really? They're huh. so cool, dude. I was like, do you think <laughs> I was wondering where this was going. <laughs> I thought I was going to say, if he had a picture of like Tracy Richardson in the bathroom, I'd be like, no, that's no. really, really weird. <laughs> no, that's upstairs. No, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, Tracy, but I was, I was like, I was like, dude, I want one of those. I want a couple of those. Like, <laughs> It just yeah. was like the coolest art you could possibly have. Oh, that's cool. So anyway, cool. I, I don't know why that came to my mind. But <laughs> all right, so congrats, Tracy. Follow The Climb or, or subscribe to it wherever you consume your podcasts. 
And most importantly, tell a friend about it. We say it all the time, but it can't be said enough, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're hanging out with us all this time, we get tons of comments, emails on these shows. Like, hey, this is really great. Thank you so much. Learned a lot. Going to implement this stuff, whatever. Well, you're doing it because it's helping you help us help somebody else. Mm-hmm. Let them know. Let them know, hey, man, like there's some really good stuff that could help you here if you're a songwriter. There's some really good stuff that could help you here if you're an artist and you're trying to figure out different ways to be seen, to be heard, mm-hmm. right? To get ahead, to make the climb. So with that, let's get I into just it. put my glasses on. You can't see that unless you're watching the video, but I'm serious now. <laughs> so what's the difference between marketing and promotion? Brent, since day one, when you and I met, I feel like mm-hmm. we've just had nonstop conversations about marketing and promotion on all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on all kinds of stuff, probably. But you know what? I don't know if I could tell you the difference between marketing and promotion, which is kind of sad because I was a marketing minor in college. <laughs> but that's been a while. Maybe this will ring a bell and you'll be like, oh, yeah, we did learn that. Or oh, that's what it if was. You didn't, yeah. Maybe go back and get part of your money back on your education. I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with promotion. All right. Promotion is the short game. Mm. There's a beginning and an end of a promotion. So that's the headline. Right. Mm-hmm. So some examples of narrowly focused or some so examples of different promotions, excuse me. One is like a narrowly focused promotion. Right. So you can promote a music release. Mm-hmm. You can promote a music video. That music release, you're not going to promote it forever. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to go for a while and then it's going to stop. And that video would be attached to the music release. You can promote a live gig, right? Mm -hmm. That's definitely got an ending date, the date of the gig. Right. You can promote a tour, which is actually a series of promotions that Mm -hmm. are based on each live gig in each town on the tour. You can promote an event. You can promote merchandise, bundles, unique fan experiences at live shows. Sales, right? right? That kind of thing. Half-off sale, Black Friday sale, Cyber Monday sale. Mm -hmm. Or... Just promote your damn at your the merch table during your show. Mm-hmm. Let them know it's there, right? Mm-hmm. You can promote opt-ins via text or email at your live shows, right? So those are some examples of narrowly focused promotions. You can have one-time or now-only promotions. And you can see kind of how live gigs specifically fall into this category, right? So we call them concert promoters, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a one-show only coming through town. You can see how the now only promotion applies to a release, right? Mm-hmm. You're releasing the song once, you're releasing the video once, and you should be releasing a bunch of micro content to support the song. And each one of those pieces of micro content is released once. For merch, this could be like live show merch promotion, for instance. So I was mentioning before, Brent, you promote it from the stage, right? Hey, if you'd like to get to know me, I'd love to get to know you. I'll be over at the merch table after our show. I can't wait to meet you. Mm -hmm. On that, one of my favorite bands is the Crashers from Louisville, our friend Mark Maxwell, who's been on the show. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things. So they've been climbers for a long time. And I was super proud. And I was proud as a peacock when they told me, like, saw one of their shows. And this is an outdoor show that they did in a park. Mm -hmm. And they took this, if you'd like to get to know us, we'd love to get to know you. We'll be over at the merge table to a whole nother level because they split their show up at this park into two sets. Okay. And in after the first set, that's what he says. We're going to be right over there at that merge table. Come on over and say hello. And you're talking, this band has a job. There was maybe 
2,500 people there in the park. Yeah. And that was early in the season. By July, they're doing 8,000 down by the river in Louisville. Yeah. So he's just like, yeah, dude, our merch just went through the roof when we just started doing this one tweak, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so the idea with one time only is it's happening at a specific time and then it's gone. So these are cousins, right? But it's important to sort of dissect them, okay? Mm -hmm. When you create urgency or scarcity in a promotion, that's a different kind of promotion, right? So this is, again, certainly built into a live performance. There's urgency. It's happening on this date, and then it's not. And you're out of town. Right. Especially for touring acts. But think about that in terms of oversaturating a market. Mm -hmm. We've said on the show, if you could see Adele every Friday down at the local bar and grill, you're not going to go see it that much, right? Right. But mm -hmm. if she comes through once every couple of years, you're like, holy crap, I'll spend $400 to go see Adele, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's worth it. So those are two extremes, but somewhere in the book, you don't want to oversaturate a market. You don't want to be promoting in your market that you're in more than, let's say, every 16 weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Every three months, that's enough to make it that event and to create the scarcity that makes it special, right? Urgency and scarcity are built into a specific release promotion as well. Like you have a pre-save promotion and that only happens. You can only pre-save it now before the song drops. And then the music video promotions, micro content promotions, it can be built into a tactic you'll use to blow out to your point, Brent, old merch inventory at a super low price, right? Mm -hmm. 2022 merch on sale now for 50% off. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously when you include shipping and handling on the merch, you can just go down to rock bottom prices, right? You don't give a damn. Like it, just to get rid of the, if it's time specific or mm -hmm. tour specific and you've done the tour and you made a profit on the merch, then just blow this out for cost, right? And, yeah. and get your money back. It's automatically built into a tour or release specific timely or event merch too. Like if it's a, again, if it's a tour event merch or if you have, if you run a, a certain festival or something and you created some merch for that, sometimes that happens, then that's a very specific piece that has scarcity. Mm -hmm. VIP experiences can create scarcity, don't they? Oh, yeah. You don't get VIP. Not everybody gets VIPs. That's why they're VIPs. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. You can build in urgency and scarcity to either begin collecting customer data at live shows or increase your conversion rates on collecting customer data. So what do I mean by that? Hey, text Brent to 555-230 and everybody gets an exclusive free download that you can only get via this text. That's scarcity, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And at the end of the night, we're going to pick two names from the list of people who texted this evening and those two people are going to get a free merch package, a free merch bundle from us and a $75 bar tab. Mm -hmm. Urgency and scarcity. You have to do this now to qualify, mm -hmm. to maybe knock a dent in your bar tab, right? Yeah. We've minted eight NFTs. 75 bucks would cover me for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, for you, it should be like a $75 rice tab. <laughs> I'm like, how many Coca-Colas is that? Wow. <laughs> but you're like, hey, do you have rice behind the bar? Yeah, exactly. How many bags of rice can I get for 75 bucks? That's really going to make a dent in my pocket. I need some of that. Market. Yes. <laughs> Please, por favor. We've minted eight F NFTs that contain blah, 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 blah. And scarcity is what makes NFTs so valuable. Mm -hmm. Scarcity is a big part of why that Beeple painting sold for 
$68 million. So it's important to note that promotion is not a business. It's a promotion. Okay. Mm -hmm. All businesses must continue promotions to stay afloat, Mm -hmm. to keep opportunities coming in, which keeps your cash flow coming in. You, as an artist, you have to consistently promote to turn cold audiences into warm audiences. Mm -hmm. Remember, it may take a cold, targeted consumer. So somebody who's never heard your music, but if you're a rock artist, you're targeting meaning you're targeting people who like rock music that you know like rock music, or maybe even a more focused target, maybe love a certain kind of rock music, 70s rock, 80s rock, metal. I mean, there's all kinds of subgenres, maybe it's a specific subgenre. It may take that consumer six, seven, or more touches mm-hmm. to finally give your music a chance. Yeah. Thus, the need for consistency, for promotion, for constantly promoting. In other words, some consumers will need to see your promotions in their feed many times before they finally click it to see what's going on, which is the moment where your promotion works and they convert to give your music a chance. Mm -hmm. And if you did your job, then you're going to continually get small percentages of people who are are like, that's my jam, right? Yeah. It's just that simple. But you have to promote. You need to consistently promote to keep your warm audiences warm. They will cool off if you do nothing. Oh, my gosh. I think everybody understands how terrestrial radio used to break new artists, right? Mm -hmm. And side note on that, just for people who think like marketing and promotion is icky or yucky or intrusive, it's interruptive is the word. Mm. It's always interruptive. Radio spins are an interruptive promotion tactic Mm -hmm. for a new song and especially a debut song from a debut artist. But even a new song from the artist that you love, it's interruptive because nobody is listening to hear or discover that debut artist. They're listening to hear their jam. That's right. And you're keeping me from getting to what I want by spending this crap right here, which is your song, Right. Until I hear it enough times and I'm like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. I actually like this. So it was the consistency of rotation that finally turned the cold music lover into a fan of that particular artist. It was the consistency of the rotation of a competitive song, of a good song. Mm -hmm. Right. That's right. And a competitive recording. What so many artists and industry people forget is how good terrestrial radio was at consistently reminding current fans that this particular artist has new music out. Mm -hmm. We forget that. And so rotational format programming constantly exposed current fans to an artist's new music, Mm -hmm. the new stuff that's coming out. So there it's radio spins. That's promotion. You're promoting that single on radio. You need to be promoting your music on digital, right? And consistency Mm -hmm. is what rotational format programming was, wasn't it? Yeah. Right? So you need to consistently promote to turn your warm audiences into super fans. Mm -hmm. Just going through all this, I love having this conversation because we're not telling any climbers right now something that they don't already know. Yeah. But when we break it down like this and you just start to see how the cogs work, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, do you see how all the music that you came to love growing up, the music that made you want to become an artist, do you see how it was always promoted to you? Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about marketing. Marketing, the elevator pitch, that's the long game, okay? Mm -hmm. And side note, all marketing is initially interruptive. Yep. You have to interrupt somebody's attention to turn them on to something new. And anytime and every time that you purchase anything and everything, it is because you're aware of it. <laughs> and you are aware of it, which sounds so stupidly simple, but people, you know what I mean? We think about marketing, we're like, ew, gross. It's like dirty mm -hmm. salesman stuff. But man, you forget about the marketing when you purchase something and you love it. I mean, the only time you don't buy something without being aware of it is when your kids get a hold of your phone or your credit card. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's, yeah, then you're screwed, right? You're like, what? You get the bill and you're like, what the hell what? is this? Hazel has renewed our Netflix subscription before, right there on the Roku, just like boop, 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 boop. They make it super easy. And we're like, we have Netflix for the next month, I guess. <laughs> Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. <laughs> so here's another example of an interruptive marketing before you became loyal to your favorite airline they created the reward points marketing system mm -hmm. and then they promoted it to you by interrupting your viewing experience on tv your listening experience on the radio your reading experience in a magazine etc mm -hmm. magazines not for nothing were created for one purpose and one purpose only we always had newspapers back in the day Mm -hmm. Way, way back, long before our time and long before my grandparents' time, it was newspapers. And then all of a sudden, we had the Industrial Revolution. They started making mass quantities of stuff because they're like, hey, if we can make a profit selling ivory soap one at a time, then imagine what we could do if we made 40,000 of them at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, sell them for the same price, make more money. So how are we going to do that? Well, we need to put this in front of a lot of people. Hey, let's create a magazine, put a bunch of ads in it, and then figure out what kind of crap we need to put in between the ads to keep people interested. All right. 
That's exactly what Time Magazine, Newsweek, Cosmopolitan, Men's Health, Women's Health, all these mag- Sports Illustrated, they're advertisement books with content on the inside. <laughs> and uh, terrestrial radio. Yeah, and terrestrial radio, television. Yes. Don't you dare for one second, and this is not a political statement, because it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you sit on politically, don't you dare think for one second that at least in the United States that the news channels have any truck, any goal, any agenda of helping you learn about the news. Mm -hmm. They don't give a crap. They are selling ad space. Yes. Period. End of story. And ad space is more expensive if we have a bigger audience. And so what can we tell you to make sure you're going to listen? You're going to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why there's so much commentary on news channels versus just straight up. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. You think there's not 24 hours worth of new stuff going on in the world that they could just yeah. inform you about? No, they know yep. that if somebody's having an argument with somebody or, or giving spin or feeding you red meat, or blue meat that yeah. you're more likely to tune into hate watch. I want to be bipartisan here. That's because it gets better ratings. It's not about <laughs> right. informing you anyway. If it bleeds, it leads, right? If it's mm-hmm. going to scare the living crap out of you, yeah. that's the top of the news cast mm-hmm. on both sides of the aisle, because that's what's going to do. What ensure we have a bigger audience, which is going to what make us more revenue on what ads. Yeah. Back to the reward points marketing system. That was a marketing system that they created and then they promoted it to you by putting it in front of you. Okay. But then what did you have to do to qualify for the rewards points? You had to sign up, right? So they have Mm -hmm. your email address. Oh, yeah. And when was the last time that you saw an airline ad on TV? They're rare. Mm -hmm. It only comes from either a new airline or an airline that's seeking to expand their market share a.k.a. market share is equivalent to customer base, a.k.a. fan base. Mm-hmm. This is a term that Ray Edwards uses, calls it the law of the farm. There are seasons on the farm, and there are seasons in your business. There's a season to sow the seeds. There's a season to cultivate the plants, water them, care for them, grow them. There's a season to harvest the crop. And there's a season to enjoy the fruits of your labor until the next sowing season comes around. That's winter, right? Mm-hmm. The law of the farm is a long-term game, just like marketing. You can't wait until two weeks before the harvest and say, we're going to plant real quick and get a harvest. <laughs> right. It won't work. And your music farm is exactly the same. Okay. Marketing offers value first. Brent, how many conversations have you and I had? We tirelessly work, both of us, to find new ways to provide value Mm -hmm. to people so that they can get to know us and like us and trust us. Mm -hmm. We're so good at it. We should do a podcast, bro. Have you ever thought about (laughs) that? Now, one thing I would take exception to with that is the word tirelessly. I'm often tired. (laughs) But I get what you mean. Yeah. We're tiredly <laughs> working. We're consistently. tiredly creating content. <laughs> yeah, right now, literally, I got in last night at like freaking two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole day shoot yesterday, came home, packed my bags, went to the airport, came here and got up to do freaking four episodes today. 
There you go. Right? So yeah. I am hyper extended on coffee and goodwill from my boy Brent. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so when you offer value first, you sow the seeds of value to create a relationship before you ask them to buy or before you mm-hmm. have a call to action, right? A Gary Vaynerchuk is jab, 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 right hook. Right hook, yeah. Right? So on digital for music promotion, that's giving audiences something familiar or something they can immediately relate to, like a cover song, mm-hmm. like a mashup, humor, mm-hmm. entertainment that's not your new song, right? Mm-hmm. Could be a story, a collaboration with an artist that the consumer is already familiar with, mm-hmm. right? These are huge, huge, huge thing. On a digital platform, this is pushing consistent content and micro content for each and every release, right? Micro content is easily consumable and entertaining because you know what? If it was marginal content, I wouldn't give you three minutes of my time, but man, I'll give you 20 seconds mm-hmm. before I realize it's marginal. Yeah. So it's forgiving, right? Mm-hmm. And there's more of it. And so I'm going to hear that hook more times, right? The mm-hmm. draw is the video content. The benefit is they have to listen to your song hook while they watch, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Release schedules have to be consistent. The music release is video content. If you're waiting more than six to eight weeks in between releases, you're still thinking radio and playing the broadcast game, the singles game. This is going to be too infrequent and you'll fail to build and maintain a warm audience or a fan base. You'll get exposure, mm-hmm. but exposure is not enough, right? If you think one viral video is all it takes, you're sadly mistaken. 99.9% of all the contestants on The Voice on American Idol, on America's Got Talent, do not have a marketing plan to support the massive exposure they get on these shows, mm-hmm. and they fade away into nothingness in very short order. In a way, like something like The Voice is like a promotion. It is. But it's not marketing. It's a, it's a kind of one-time yeah, or right. short-term no, event. No, it's that's, it's a promotion. You're right. It's a promotion that is almost always not backed by a marketing plan, mm-hmm. right? It's this huge promotion that's not backed by a marketing plan. And so then when the promoting stops, like I said at the beginning, you got to be promoting all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when the promoting stops, then your marketing stops. And then you just, and you expect people to still remember. Yeah. They won't. They won't remember. Coca-Cola knows they won't remember. Yeah. They're way beyond you, man. You'll never get to Coca-Cola level. Let me tell you. Right. Garth Brooks can't get to Coca-Cola level of brand recognition. Mm -hmm. And Coca-Cola still spends a truckload of money, billions every year on what? Marketing and promotion. Why? Mm -hmm. Because they want you to think of them when it's time for you to get a soft drink. That's right. So a viral video or an opportunity to succeed on a TV talent show is great exposure. It's awesome, but it's virtually worthless without a plan to capitalize on the exposure while it's happening, if you're allowed to, or immediately after it happened. Mm -hmm. And yes, plenty of the TV contestants created amazing opportunities. They got record deals. They get to work with high level industry people because they got this exposure. And so it feels like they're climbing that ladder and you can say they are Mm -hmm. right. They certainly took a couple rungs up the ladder. But those industry people, guess what? They got the exact same freaking problem, hmm. marketing and promotion. Yeah. So now maybe your product's better. God mm-hmm. bless. You've got great products. Still same problem, 
Who's going to know about it, right? Yeah. So how many names do you know that have broken after the show, right? With Even with all the big hitters supporting them. How many, out of all the contestants of all these shows in the last 15 years of them being on the air or more, I think what American Idol has been on since what, 2004 or something like that? Uh, yeah, it's maybe even before. Years? Well, man, maybe something like that. I'm trying to think Carrie Underwood, right? Was Carrie Underwood season yeah, one? Yeah, so although just think of all the American Idol seasons and just take the top freaking 10 mm-hmm. times 18 seasons. That's 180. Who do you know? Very, very few of them. Mm-hmm. Very few of them. So in a live gig, it's a marketing tactic that creates a successful promotion. I mean, well, and just thinking, why do I still remember Carrie Underwood? Not because she was awesome, and she's awesome. She's a phenomenal vocalist. She kept putting music in front of me and videos in front of me, right? So that's still the only reason I remember her. There was a marketing plan and a promotion plan that worked. And yeah, we became familiar with her on the show, but she hasn't stopped releasing music since then, has she? You're right about that, Brian. Kelly Clarkson? You mean, I'm not a big pop listener, so I didn't watch her season of Idol or whatever it was. But you know what? I'm aware of her. Why? Well, she's on The Voice now, and she's on other stuff. She has a, or at least did her have a talk, talk show. show. I don't know. Yeah. I don't watch them, but it's enough that I haven't forgotten about her. <laughs> Keep yeah. popping up in my peripheral, my awareness. You know who she is. I know That's who she right. is. Yeah. You know who she is. So in a live gig, it's marketing tactic that creates a successful promotion. So giving away a free exclusive track for anybody that opts into your text capture, device ID capture at every show, that's marketing. Mm -hmm. Encouraging people to opt in during the show, that's promoting, Mm. okay? Offering a free merch package to a lucky winner that opts in is a regular marketing tactic that is embedded in your text capture promotion strategy. Get it? Got it. Creating promotion content to show you're opening for a name brand artist is marketing. Pushing that out to a warm and cold audience is promotion. Get it? Marketing is systematic. You systematically create all new artwork for each and every release. You systematically install the new artwork on your social media headers prior to each release. You systematically upload your releases to your aggregate distributor six to eight weeks prior to the drop date to optimize your exposure and revenue making opportunities on the DSPs. Let's talk about a marketing system. Mm -hmm. These should be mostly automated or they should feel automated like in the sense that you're tight excuse me tying your shoes in the morning is automated (laughs) yeah not having to devote a lot of thought to that a lot of higher level function yeah so you have to do the work to set up let's say a text capture marketing infrastructure right you've got Mm -hmm. to pay a fee and it's minimal i think it's like 10 bucks a month or something for a keyword okay but it automatically delivers a free exclusive download to the fan and you automatically get their device ID and their phone number. You don't have to ask mm-hmm. for all of that crap afterwards. You just have to give them something, give them a reason to do it, right? Yeah. A marketing system brings in a steady stream of affordable prospects slash fans, mm-hmm. right? You have to realize why you need a steady stream because there's churn. There's always churn. Mm-hmm. Brent, you have new people all the time coming into Songwriting Pro, mm-hmm. and you have people leaving Songwriting Pro every single month. Yeah, happens. They've gotten what they needed from you, and then they leave, right? Some mm-hmm. of them will never leave. They just enjoy the hell out of it. God bless. But there's always yeah. churn. Yep. People will get bored of you as an artist or move on to other artists, 
but some will stay if you're always in their face. What were we just talking about with Carrie Underwood? <laughs> yeah. You will have Fairweather fans and you will have diehard or super fans. Mm -hmm. Artist relationships with diehard fans can shift gears. Mm -hmm. I look at this in terms of like my besties relationship. My homies that I grew up with, Mike Ansevich, Kurt Vorbrick, Brian Sifferman, these, these guys I grew up with. Mm -hmm. I've known them since the fifth grade and we've been thick as thieves. Mike and I started our first band together in like seventh grade. Mm -hmm. He's the problem. He's, it's his mm -hmm. fault, right? <laughs> it's, it's his fault yeah. that I am who I am largely <laughs> because he's the first time he came over to my house. He had an electric guitar. And yeah. so keep in mind, this is like seventh grade, right? So he's got to be maybe 70 pounds or something. You know, he was just this yeah. tiny guy with this huge PV wooden guitar that weighed more than he did. And he didn't even have an amp. We just plugged it in the stereo. And I was just yeah. like, this is the coolest thing I have ever seen in my yeah. whole life. Like, you will be cool forever. But now our relationship shifted gears. We all live in different parts of the country. They've got families. Mm -hmm. We all have different relationships. But man, when we get on the phone or when we see each other again, we just pick up right where we left off. Mm -hmm. So it's shifting gears. It's allowed to shift gears because we're at that level, right? And it's like your relationship with Garth Brooks or your relationship with your favorite artist. Mm -hmm. It's just so good to see him again. Yeah. And you know who he is. That's a, that's a super fan, right? Your high gear is... If you think about it in terms of artist relationships, it's before they were legacy artists, they were stars, right? They're on the radio at the height of their careers. They're constantly in public eye, constantly in our awareness. They're always on the radio, always on tour. And you're creating more and more super fans via constant marketing and promotion. Mm -hmm. Low gear, they lost their record deals. They weren't on the radio anymore. They're no longer consistently in front of our faces. And so only the diehard fans spend money and they only spend money at the live shows and on merch at the live shows because they show up to the gig. Mm -hmm. And they show up because the diehard fans recognize the brand of their favorite artist from the din of all the ads that they've seen that week or that day, which is just heads up 5,000 ads a day you see. You don't even realize. Uh, yeah. Because your brain tunes it out, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're out of the public eye and no longer forcefully in front of their faces – the Fairweather fans will forget you to follow whatever is in front of their face right now. Mm -hmm. And so those ads were served up the same old way, man. Radio, newspapers, local rags, maybe a billboard, right? They typically weren't served up in your social media feed. Is anybody thinking, wow, those legacy artists can now forcefully put themselves back into the awareness of their Fairweather fans via social media mm -hmm. and turn them back into super fans? So... Why don't they do it? Good question, Johnny. <laughs> Precisely, right? Yeah. Prospects become clients or fans, right? A customer is somebody who buys something from you at one time. A client is like a super fan, a long-term relationship that they have with the artist. And your marketing system needs to be predictable and reliable, okay? You know how much it costs and you know what the return is. Increased exposure of your music and your video content means increasing streams on the streaming services and the DSPs, increasing video views, increasing engagement with your paid and your organic content, increasing follows on your social media platforms, increasing traffic online, increasing live show audiences. Think live gigs and tours which are just tours of string of live gigs, right? Mm -hmm. Think social media, pretty good idea. The range of engagement and organic posts will bring you. Watch what happens with your paid promotion. Mm -hmm. 
when you forcefully put it into somebody's feed, watch what happens. You guys, this is like freaking marketing porn. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than, than finding out that 350 people saved your song. Yeah. Saved your video on Facebook or Instagram because they just loved it. And watching your YouTube views go up and you're not even promoting to YouTube maybe. Mm-hmm. Because they saw it, they were exposed to it multiple times, and then they went to go find it where on their favorite platform, right? And I know several artists that we've had that have sort of adopted just as one marketing example, one marketing system is the text offer, right? The keyword text to this number, mm-hmm. and you get this download, and there's whatever a free bar tab or something like that. The conversion rate on that is around twenty percent mm-hmm. when they really sell it. So how many people? have you played in front of in 2022? I want you to really think about that. Mm -hmm. How many people have you played in front of in 2022? Okay. How many people are you going to play in front of next year? What's 20% of that number? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There it is, guys. That is remarkably, I can't believe we're this quick. (laughs) That was a long one. That's the difference between marketing and promotion. They are two different things. They feel like the same thing, but yet when you look at a record label budget, it's always... A budget for what? Marketing and promotion. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just call it marketing? Why don't they just call it promotion? Because they're two different things. And you need to know the difference. The more we demystify this for you, the more you're going to come around, the more you're going to realize it's, you got to put gas in the car, man. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how good the engine is. Uh, so far, it ain't going to run on sunlight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to put something in the tank. So anyway, guys, we talked about traffic, increasing traffic. We got a freebie for you. It's a free PDF download. Whoever owns the traffic rules the road. And I'm going to do a podcast episode coming up here where I'm going to unpack a billboard article about the the sales numbers between Taylor Swift's version of Red and the original version of Red and uh, that Scooter Braun purchased. Mm -hmm. And y'all, it's Taylor Swift owns the traffic. It ain't Scooter Braun. It ain't the record label. And she just proved it. And you're going to freak out. So that's what this PDF download is going to kind of bring you into thinking this way. You have to understand the game so that you know what the playbook is and why the playbook makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. You're smart artists. You're highly intelligent artists. You need to know why it makes sense. This is going to help connect a lot of the dots at 30,000 feet. Go to giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y. And just tell us where to send it. Giftfromjohnny.com. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 